You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. So we're going to start a new series here, um, kind of a Mythbuster series. And right. mainly it just has to do with us, you know, we, I guess it's that way in any job. You go only go so long and then you got to get a bunch of stuff off your chest, <laughs> right? Kind of a spring cleaning. So this is going to be our summer, end of summer cleaning. And we're just going to talk about a number of myths that we see every single week in the golf swing that are really keeping, and chances are you're going to be doing at least one of these over this series, chances are, if you're doing one of these, it's really keeping you from where you want to go in your golf swing. Yeah, and you might not even know that you're doing it. Some of these things have been so prevalently taught, I guess, throughout the years that there's people just treat them as like, this is gospel. And, and they don't even, re- they've been doing it and hearing it for so long, they don't even realize they're doing it anymore. Wow, you make such a good point there. Um, yeah, so much of golf is just passed down, right? You know, I learned from a guy who was information was passed down to him. And then that, you know, you can just kind of follow the, the tree of knowledge passed along. And, but it was all stemming from kind of a third person point of view. So I've been fortunate enough to go see two F1 races, hmm. unbelievable machines going around the track. And I had my phone out. We were kind of close to one of the turns and I was filming it. That would be the equivalent of me looking at pro swing videos online learning how to swing, me watching that that Formula One car go around the track thinking I could learn how to drive like that because I see the car turn left. That's easy to see. You see the car turn right. He's going faster. He's going slower. <laughs> but I have no idea what that driver's doing inside the car to make the car do what it does on camera. We've never, ever seen the golf swing from a first-person perspective. We've always been in the stands, so to speak, looking at the golf swing. And that's true. The idea of what you got to do from the stands, I would imagine, is quite different than in a cockpit or in a um, you know an F one car or even in an airplane. In any of these simulators, that experience is much different than the guy sitting on the sideline filming a swing, saying, "This is what needs to happen to this car." Yeah, and I think that's probably where people get off track. They see what a good player does, and they make an assumption about how he's getting to that position. Especially if you're looking at a still like a photo or a still image of, let's say, impact. Well, you can kind of see that where everything is, the body and the club, but you really have no idea how to get there a lot of times. Well, you're seeing all that information compressed into a flat image. So I've been doing a lot of um, kind of researching online because we, you know, our business is filming the golf swing and looking for ways or trying to understand the ways that the camera distorts what you're seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I came across a great quote is like, you know, the old adage of a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, it's also worth a thousand lies. Mm-hmm. So what we see and take for granted, just looking at a golf swing, and we're going to talk about a number of those now, is 
literally the opposite of what's happened to produce what you're seeing. Yeah, and we talked about this earlier. If you took a still frame of a golfer at the top of the swing, you could say, oh, I see how he did that. He just kind of placed the club up there and his body's positioned a certain way. But you have no idea the motion that was created to get the club to that spot. Which happens way before that spot shows up. Exactly, like way before. Yeah. So I think that's what, part of the reason people do get off track. Yep. So we want to kind of in this series talk about some of these things that have been passed down over generations, literally, and kind of bring them up to date, so to speak. Yeah. So I know we wrote some stuff down, but I, I think I'm going to talk about the first one that I started having problems with. And obviously a guy was unbelievable ball striker uh, was Ben Hogan's book. I read it, you know, when I was a kid and, and the, the great thing about that book was that there was some unbelievable pictures in there, some some drawings and images. Really cutting edge when that yeah. when that came out. And it was a good and bad thing because they burned into my head. <laughs> right. Okay? And one of them was this idea of sitting back on a bar stool, and it yeah. it's, it set me back. I don't know how long as far as my ball striking because it got me into my heels, and I said, "Oh yeah, I can feel what that feels like." Well, everybody's bar stool and their head's a little different. Mine was probably lower back more and it ended up getting really squatty um setup position and it hurt my game and that and that's one of the things i think early on that i remember seeing that that information probably wasn't great for a lot of golfers i'd say certainly everybody over the age of probably we'll use 40 as kind of the mendoza line for this idea Uh was taught that i certainly was sit on a bar stool and with my build super long torso short legs disaster it got out of control quick and I've had my butt so far behind my heels that I had nowhere to go in the downswing, in, in the backswing for that matter, but move the hips forward just to try to find that dynamic balance. And it's literally one of those things that we see every single day, whether it's on online lessons, AMG Plus forum, or in in-person lessons, we see that bar stool. Yeah, and, and um, a lot, like I said in the beginning, a lot of this stuff has been such I think dogma you know this instructional wisdom that got passed down that people just treat as gospel people are doing it and they don't realize it and like a lot of times in a lesson I'll have someone set up and I'll say okay your weight's a little bit on your heels and they're like okay I'll fix it and I'm like no your, your weight's on your heels <laughs> and they're like no I fixed it so I'll the neck I'll let it sit for a minute and then I'll say before the hit like maybe three four balls later all right close your eyes before you hit this ball so they'll close their eyes, and I'll come up to them, and they don't know I'm there, and I'll just nudge them from the front, just touch them with their finger, and they basically fall over backwards. So I'm like, listen, you don't even realize how far into your heels and how squatty your setup is. So until you really show them by closing their eyes, and, and they can't keep their balance just by me touching them with my finger, that usually makes the light bulb go on. Well, that's that's goes to the crux of why changing your golf swing is so difficult because we – we know what our normal is. So if my normal is sitting into my heels, right, that's normal for me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll humor Sean and, and get a little bit out of my heels, even though I'm still in my heels. Right, it's we see relative. it on the force plates right there. It's all relative. And so you've changed it a little bit, but you just haven't really kind of betrayed your own feels to push it far enough to actually make the change. And, and there may be no bigger one than where your weight is at setup, like you're talking about. I mean, that's such a good point. It's with everything. I think underrated skill and, you know, practicing and getting better is being able to like over exaggerate stuff. And people just aren't, I don't know if they're able to do it or they just think 
that's so far outside the realm of what I think I need to do that their mind won't even let them do it. They won't, or, or they're worried about hitting a bad shot or whatever it is. They'll never make that exaggeration to get like, I've had people do that a million times and none of them got on their toes. You know, I'll say, Hey, get your weight <laughs> off your heels. Not one person ever got too far on their toes, you know? So that it's like you said, it, they're so far in one direction that they're almost afraid that, Oh, that can't be right to be way up on my toes. But normally if, if I told them to get on their toes, they'd end up somewhere in the middle. Yeah, um, gosh. Yeah. So we have to play with feels when we're playing, right? You have to play with feels, but you shouldn't learn with that feel. Meaning let your movement or let your positions in this case, in the setup position of where your pelvis is, where your weight is dictate the feel you should have. Mm. Golfers do it the opposite. Yep. We set up with what feels right. And then we try to replicate that in the golf swing. And it's, it's completely the opposite. The correct movement, or in this case, you know, setting up off the bar stool with your pelvis in the correct place that should teach you the correct feel. Yeah. Oh, oh, that feels like I'm on my toes. Perfect. And, and exactly right. When you get golfers that have their put their pelvis now over their ankles, they all say, "Well, this is way over my toes. I would have never gotten here by myself." Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that you you'll never find the feel if you don't make the correct movement first. Learn mm. the feel from the movement, not the other way around. And this is something that I think also ties in with this. And and I remember my dad would help me with stuff like this. He'd be like, well, let's say he said, you're on your heels. And I said, well, I'm afraid I'm going to get on my toes. And he would say, well, when you get on your toes, we'll put you back <laughs> toward the middle. That. Yeah. Cause that's a good point. Right. Cause in golf, I think people have this thought that once they fix it, it's just fixed. No, oh, I wish what happens is to everybody just because we're humans and this is how things work. It'll feel really exaggerated today. Tomorrow, not quite as exaggerated. So you might eventually end up too far on your toes. And then you're going to start playing bad again. And then you start working your way back toward the middle. And it's like Hal Sutton said to me years ago, you just have to porpoise through the, the good golf. There's this like up and down. You're just trying to keep it in the rails. If you can, if you can picture a porpoise going through the waves. He, he just said, all I ever try to do is just kind of stay in that wavelength and not get too far outside the rails. And he said, that's all you could ever do. There's no staying. There's no staying right at great golf or great ball striking. It's just porpoising. And it made so much sense to me. And, and it is exactly how it works. You know, you go through and you spend all the time, you can go through the process of going to get a golf lesson. And okay. You've got me. What feels like way out of my toes. Okay. Just because you've got me in the right place. Now, when I leave and practice being way out on my toes for the next four weeks, I'm going to get way out on my toes. That goes back to that. You can't rely on that feel. You have to, okay, day two and three, like you said, might be way out of my toes. Day four and five, I might, all right, that doesn't feel so weird so to be in the right that. spot. So you've got to let those, again, those correct positions or movements dictate the feel. Feels are always going to change. And that's the mark of a good student. And it's also the opposite is the mark of not a good student. If I tell Mike, hey, man, next time I see you in two weeks, I'd love it if you're on your toes too much. You know, because then, right, I, then right. I can work from that. Now we've got our – You made a change. We've got our guardrails. Yeah. You know what it feels like on your heels now. You've, you've been able to change and go too far. Now we work within these guardrails 
forever, basically, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of your maintenance when you're in those guardrails. But if he comes back to me two weeks later, he's still on his heels. Hey, man, we're wasting our time here. Either you're not doing it, you're not doing it enough, or you're so worried about hitting a bad shot, you won't allow yourself to do it. And it's not that people can't do things a lot of times. We hear people say, oh, I can't do that. No, it's not you can't do it, you won't do it. Because you're worried about the result of the shot. You won't let yourself go through that phase of maybe a little bit bad golf while you're trying to find the club face again because you're in a different spot. So, um, Not even bad golf, just hitting it bad on the range in front of your buddies. Exactly. It's so much more to that than we even realize, I bet. The the factor of like, oh, I don't want to hit a bad shot in front of anybody. So, I mean, I remember, again, bring up Hal twice in the same podcast we were on his podcast and he said you know i used to like to go off by myself when i'm working on something to get away from the peanut gallery well he said he figured out how to improve is by getting away from the peanut gallery yeah and david you know i worked for david thomas for eight years or so he had a tee on the other side of the range and nobody was allowed over there you know he wanted to get off on his own if he's working on something so get away from everybody do it in your house buy a net get a mirror get a live view camera do something on your own, so you don't, you take some embarrassment if that's a part of it for you, and and work on some of this stuff till you exaggerate it in the other direction. Yeah, and you made a great point a second ago. It's like the best analogy I've heard is the golf swing is like gardening, right? You get your lawn absolutely perfect. Spend all Saturday out there priming it, prepping it, weed eating, mowing all that. It doesn't stay there, right? You got to come back because it's organic. It's going to change. Right, the weather's going to change. It may rain more. It may be a drought. It's and this, your golf swing is the same thing. Grows weeds. It does not stay put, and yeah. it grows weeds. Yeah, you've got to keep those weeds out. You can't. You you just can't think you've you've got it. These are all perishable skills. You'll build patterns, and that's the good thing about the golf swing is it changes slowly. That's that's tough when you're trying to make a change, it's but good it's also bad. good when you have it in a good place. Is that it changes slowly. You just have to stay on top of it and use feedback not feels to to kind of head head off those bad roads at the pass. I think the expectation level there too for people, they think they've got it, right? There is no you got it. I mean, how many times have you said that over your career? I don't think I don't know if I've I got it. I don't know. Maybe a few times as I got smarter and better at golf, oh, I never said, said it. I got 2, it. Two thousand times. I got it. Well, I might have said it. I might have said it in the last year or more because I'm actually learning more than I ever have. Come home after that range session, yeah. striving. I got it. So funny. <laughs> yeah, I try not to say it, and if I do, I maybe knock on wood. But it's always a feel. Oh, this feels this feels awesome. I got it. And but then tomorrow it's not there. Yeah, and all you're trying to do. You're swing. You're always going to have good days and bad days, and you never really have it. But you're always trying to. You're going to have three or four things in your swing that you're always trying to refine and and bring up a level. But you're always going to play within a wavelength of good and bad golf. Right. You're just hoping that your bad golf is a little higher and your good golf's a little higher. So you moved your wavelength up a little bit. But there's no, I got it. Right? There's no, no I got it. You just keep pushing the rock up the hill. That's all you can yep. do. So if you're having a struggle with bad golf, you know, everybody goes through the ups and downs. Turn turn the camera on, video some swings, figure out what those things are in your swing that you may be guilty of doing and, and not exaggerating enough in the other direction, and you'll start making some headway. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, being on all the social medias with our content, somebody will see something, especially if it goes against, you know, this hand-me-down 
ideas. We've and kind of like, blasted some on you over the years. I've tried that. It didn't work. I go, you trying it? Where'd you try that at? On the range. Did you film it? No, I just felt it didn't work. I oh. felt like I did. It didn't work. Like, all right. <laughs> the completely useless, right? Time yeah. spent on the range right there. All right. So this is the first in the series, the setup. You got to push yourself to be in the right position. You don't rely on your feels. Use a wall behind your butt. Use anything to make sure your pelvis is over your ankles. It's a great place to be because it'll keep you from early extending in the backswing, which is where it happens for most golfers, and then give you every chance not to do it in the downswing. Yeah, and we've got a bunch of videos out there with drills. We've got our AMG Plus on our website. One of the whole sections of it is devoted to the setup. We've got all the drills in there you would need. So that's um, athleticmotiongolf.com slash AMG Plus. You can check it out.